How you doing? Hey, girl. Hey. 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 Welcome to our podcast. Welcome back to episode three. (laughs) (laughs) We're on episode three now. Yes. We talked about alien abductions and then that weird stuff that happened to us personally or just weird in general. So this time we're talking about the satanic panic. We are. Well, first, let's, uh, if you're new to the podcast, we're not like in... Um, any kind of an order, so you can pick up just about anywhere. Um, our podcast name is All Things Strange. I'm Kristen. I'm Brittany. And basically, we just talk about anything that we find to be interesting or strange, or most are, most things that we find interesting are strange. So true, because mm-hmm. we might just be strange people, and our interests are like us. I'm thinking strange. might be not quite a strong enough word, but <laughs> okay, we are. <laughs> Yeah. Whatever. 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 So yeah, this this episode we're talking about the mm-hmm. satanic panic. We tried to you know keep it close to like the eighties because that's when a lot of things happened was in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, there was that whole like daycare incident. Oh fuck, that was. Oh. I had. I had a, did you have a hard time this week? I did because there was a lot of child stuff, not fucking. I and it wasn't like just that. like you know, it wasn't just like child killings because honestly, when it comes to like, the kids, there was hardly any of that. It was just it's the pedophilia that exactly. was bothering me. I, I was, was like, like this whole daycare of kids. Yeah, and I read that it was completely unfounded. Yeah, exactly. And I read I read like everything about it, and there were like nobody was you know ended up being charged in the end it's fucking weird like, or convicted or whatever it is they want to call it but nobody got in fucking mm-hmm. trouble for this so just so you know that's not one of the things are that we are talking about it's just the satanic panic was a time in america well actually around the world yeah. where suddenly satanic ritual abuse was a thing and they would have full-on classes with law enforcement and psychologists, and it's, it almost perpetuated the problem. Yeah. And um, they, they really, I don't, I couldn't really find a case that was ever substantiated. It was just, I don't know. It was yeah. just, it was basically modern-day witch hunt is how it I feel really about was, it. too. And not, then to, like, not to discount if something did happen to somebody. I'm sure there's been something yeah. along the lines, but I couldn't find much of anything. I couldn't either. And it was also, like, at a time where police work was completely shoddy. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you go through, like, all these, like, cases or stories of this satanic ritual abuse, and hardly anybody is being charged for it, if at all, because the police work was so bad. It was a time where you were having a lot of new people that were coming in with uh, new... New systems, new technology, new ideas, yeah. but then you also have the good old boys club, and so it was a time of growth. Yeah, and it got kind of messy, I think. So, it, either way, it wasn't it wasn't the boys in blues best work, you know. I it agree. was just it was it was awful. Okay, <sighs> so you're going first this week. Yes, I am, and I found this one. Will you tell me a story? I'll tell you a story. Chair is spinning all by itself. It's a satanic panic. It, it knows. Don't panic. It's, it's, it's satanic. It's possessed because apparently my chair that I bought at Walmart three months ago is also from the 80s and prominently used in the satanic panic, so it might be a little bit possessed. It's been since the 80s. I, I guess so. Look at it. It's just... It, oh, maybe it stopped? If I reach for this, though, it, it spins. Okay. So, the story that I found 
which I could not find, like I was telling you earlier, I could not find, like, a Wikipedia article on any of this, on any Uh of the victims, on any of the um, defendants, nothing. Uh, Yeah, that's, like, you'd think, like, there'd be, like, some sort of a blurb somewhere. What happened when you Googled Googled it? When I Googled it, all that came up were, like, news articles or, like, um, Hmm. like, you know, the kind of, like, not, like, news people, but, like, article websites that, you know, people write about something. That, that's all I found. I couldn't find anything on Wikipedia, though. So, I guess I'm going to be writing a Wikipedia this week. Because <laughs> <laughs> this one, I don't know, it just, it seemed really, really interesting, even though it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot to it. There's, from what you can, like, read from the articles, there's more to it, obviously. We just got to figure it out. So, mine happened in 1980, like, the late 70s, I think, is, like, 79 is maybe when it, like, started. Okay. But everything I'm pulling up is, like, from the 80s. That's cool. been really conflicting, too. Okay. So, in 1980, in False, Fall River, Massachusetts. <gasps> Fall River? Where Lizzie Borden. Girl. 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 That's another reason why I was, like, ugh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, <Church>. yes. <laughs> right, go ahead. So, Fall River, Massachusetts. They, you know, in the, the, before the seventies, they had like a bunch of like textile factories. Okay. Those are all started closing down in like the seventies, I believe is what it was. Yeah. The late seventies, the textile factories began shutting down. It's right here. Um, that was when a lot of uh, American jobs were, um, forced overseas mm-hmm. because manufacturing costs was so much lower and a lot of them, that's when America went into a really, really bad recession at that point because because of it yeah, yeah it was it was pretty rough um but it does say here that the people of fall river began you know going into prostitution Ooh. and you know sex work and things like that oh, so i know that's what else what else are you supposed to do you lose your job at this textile factory because they decided to shut it down and, and outsource it <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> he's like gotta go find me a pimp <laughs> Hell no. Oh, my God. I, I just myself. offended everybody. Anyways. I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> so, um, they were, the local police were struggling to get a handle on the prostitution. And, you know, they were, they were trying. They were following Johns around. They were following the sex workers around and things like that. Um, <clears throat> then they found. Terrible. Yeah, it is awful. It is terrible. So, they found their, the first body, which is uh, Doreen Levesque. Levesque. It's got a Q-U-E at the end, so I'm going to go ahead. Levesque? Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, we'll go with that. So she was 17 years old when her brutalized body was found on the ground of Diamond Vocational High School in Fall River in 1979. Okay. So that's where the 79 was. Um, She was face down in the grass with her hands bound. Her body was a mess of cuts and bruises with signs of sexual assault. Her face and skull were so broken and crushed that she was unrecognizable it was yeah it, it was pretty rough for her there towards the end um the when they finally figured out who she was they couldn't figure out who would have done this they had no suspect mm-hmm. uh she was a runaway a known prostitute um she was 17 yeah she was 17 god i couldn't even imagine doing that at 17 i was too busy being stoned at 17 to be put through sex work. Mm-hmm. I couldn't be bothered. <laughs> like, Me too. I needed the money, but I couldn't do it. No, sorry. 
Not for me. <laughs> I needed the money, but like, I was too stoned to be a sex You know, worker. I've got I've got a few <laughs> friends. I've got a few friends who are sex workers, mm-hmm. and they don't do it like in the prostitution way. Really, they are more in it just for like the actual like sex work of it. Whether they're like an escort or mm-hmm. they work like in like photo shoots or like okay. movies or you know, just things like that. But they're not like these people who are forced into it. I'm very fortunate to, like, I don't really know many people, like, maybe one or two people who were, like, forced into sex work because they had no other option. These people love the work they do. And it's really beautiful. Oh, my gosh. Some of the photos that they come out with, I'm like, damn. <laughs> it's really good. Okay. I'm rambling now. I'm sorry. <laughs> Y'all do good I'm, sex I'm works, so okay? <laughs> I really appreciate it. No, really. They do cool stuff. Um, She... Dun, 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 dun. Um, okay, so that was basically her. They just never had a suspect because she was a prostitute. And she was into the seedier side of town, which was the whole town. Um, the next body was found in uh, 1980, this time behind the or in the woods behind a disused printing factory. Barbara Raposa was 22 and, and another known prostitute. The, God, so young. I know. So ridiculous. The circumstance of her death was even more chilling. Um, she was discovered by a man walking his pet beagle, laying hay or laying with make the print is too small, I'm sorry. <laughs> laying with uh her hands bound, face down atop a flat stone that greatly resembled an altar. Um, as with Levesque, her body was extraordinarily beaten and her skull was crushed. There was also, there were also stab wounds to her head. Uh, the man who discovered the body found it to be so unrecognizable as a human form that he first, or that at first thought he, or his dog happened upon a mangled dead animal. Mm-hmm. He didn't realize the truth until his pet attempted to eat the remains. Ew! Yeah, gross, poor beagle. Mm. Oh my god. I'm gonna be eaten by my cats when I die. You are gonna be eaten by your cats when I die. Just know it. Ugh. Fuck. That's terrible. You love them, you give them everything, and they fucking eat you. Yeah, seriously. Stupid beetles. (laughs) Go ahead. Um, so by this time, you know, second murder, they still have no suspects, and the whole town is in a frenzy. They don't know what the hell is going on. Um, they... Let's see here. Someone dangerous was stalking its street or and uh, thought the victims had been on the outskirts of society. You know, just things like that. Um, kind of... What's that serial killer that reminds... Gary Ridgway, right? Or no. Yeah, because he's the one that killed all the prostitutes. I believe so. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of him. Like, oh, well, they're kind of nobodies. A lot of so. them kill prostitutes, though. Yeah, like... that's true. But that one's more... Prolific for me because I grew Prostitutes, up Prostitutes, they're an easy mark because often they aren't... Nobody's going to be looking for them. Exactly. They either have no family or they're completely disconnected from their family. It's and... really terrible. Or like if they're pimp, like they're for... Or like we talked about it, they're forced into it and so their pimp's not going to really go looking for them. Yeah. They'll just get another girl. Well, as long as they got paid, I mean... Yeah. Um, they <clears throat> it's terrible. It is really terrible. Ugh, it's awful because... So these 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 women they came out of somebody right? They didn't just show up into thin air. 
Test tubes. All of them. <laughs> Not test tubes. God. <laughs> yes, they are. Um, okay, so local police made an effort to infiltrate um, the supposed satanic cult within the prostitution ring uh, to the gr- degree of integrating themselves with known pimps and prostitutes in order to witness meetings Whoa. in which the group chanted and performed ritualistic acts in order to summon the power of their perceived master. Could you imagine being undercover and having to go through all of that? Okay, I okay, hold on. So backtrack just a little bit. Okay. So they are these police officers are integrating themselves. Are they undercover or yes, are they like probably. working with the pimps and stuff? Oh, they might be working with them. It's, well, okay, so they're integrating. What do you mean they're what? They're master? Hmm? They're uh, so they're going into these meetings mm-hmm. where they're chanting and performing ritualistic acts. Who is? The cops and the, the pimps and stuff? Like, the the satanic cult within the prostitution ring. Okay, so that's weird. So it's basically a bunch of pimps and hoes. So much As they velvet. would say. <laughs> so- <laughs> it is all red and purple. <laughs> it's velvet and cigar smoke. Oh my god, it's, we're not talking about the Frank Sinatra room at in Vegas. <laughs> I'm right? just saying. I'm just saying. No. <laughs> okay. That's a, I didn't catch so, that. So it's like a secret society within this deep underbelly. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. It's just like layers upon layers. It's like an mm-hmm. onion. You just keep peeling away layers. Or like an ogre. Ooh, yeah. They have layers. Hell yeah, Shrek. Um, <laughs> so it seems... Let's see here. It seemed that the two murders were on the cusp of being solved when Karen Marsden, an area prostitute, came forward. Marsden was in fear for her life. She felt that she knew too much and was too far outside the close-knit inner circle of a satanic group to remain safe. She told police everything she knew, naming a local pimp, Carl Drew, as the ringleader of the group responsible for the murders. Hmm. Offered protective custody for her cooperation, Marsden refused. On February 8th, 1980, Marsden requested police to drop her off at a local local church, and it would be the last time she would be seen alive. Um, it was months before any remains were discovered, and all that was recovered of Karen's or Karen Marsden's toothless skull, or was her toothless skull. So, was she toothless before or after? I'm trying to get a gauge mm, of how good she I'm was at her job. I'm wondering if they kind of <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> You can't say things like that. <laughs> sure I can. I just did. Okay, so anyways, it was toothless, and I'm wondering, there's there's a couple of different possibilities here. She was really good at her job. <laughs> or somebody took all her fucking bones. Or she was tortured, and they mm-hmm. ripped all of her teeth out, which has mm-hmm. been known to happen. Yeah. Or um, when... After she died, post-mortem. They, yeah, post-mortem. They either sell out or are taken out or just something like that. But I'm willing to bet it's a satanic cult. She had information that she had willingly given police. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to bet that they yanked those things out. I bet they yanked her tongue alive. out first. Ooh, yeah. Because, I mean, it's just a skeletal remains. You're not going to know whether or not there was a tongue left. Would you? I, w- I would try to drown in my own blood at that point. Yeah, basically. You just want it to be over at that point. God. Or like that um, from Pirates of the Caribbean, that one pirate that doesn't have a tongue, so he uses his parrot to talk to her. <laughs> that could be me. <laughs> if I wasn't so afraid of parrots. <laughs> I don't like parrots. They're, They're scary. scary. They have one big tooth that'll fuck you up. Seriously. And like, 
they're huge. My my friend's mom had a parrot. That thing, she was huge. She liked remind me. Um, remind me to tell you about my grandma's parrot. They found him in a chicken coop. In like, <laughs> in like the 60s or 70s. That is awesome. He was a dick. Anyway, I'll tell you about okay. him later. Yeah, so we've got to get through your story. Okay. I'm sure our listeners is like, shut the fuck up. I know, right? Okay. Sorry, listener. So tattered remnants of her clothing and pieces of her jewelry were found scattered along a mile-wide strip of forest, leading police to believe that she had been dragged through it. Oh, my God. Um, her body was never found, though police speculated it may have been disposed of over the fence of a local pig farm to ensure it would never be found. Um, a break finally came in the way of a tapped phone call that revealed Marsden's killer. I'm going to go ahead and thank Donald Trump for that. For that tap on the phone. <laughs> sorry, thanks, I'm sorry. Thanks, Donald Trump. <laughs> um, okay, the voice on the line was not that of Carl Drew, however, um, but that of his 17-year-old girlfriend, Robin Murphy. Police were taken aback to discover that 25-year-old Drew was not was in fact not the ringleader of the prostitution ring or the satanic cult. It was Robin Murphy, the 17-year-old. The 17-year-old girl was the ringleader of the satanic cult and the prostitution ring in Falls Falls that City. That seems pretty advanced. I don't, yeah, I don't know, man. Like what? So the 17-year-old. Of Fall River. I, I, keep, I get it mixed up in my head. Um, she was known to police for being involved with prostitution from her early teens. Mm-hmm. But her coldness and cutthroat demeanor had moved her through ranks of the prostitution ring until the young girl was running the show. Okay. Um, she, the elements of the satanic cult had begun as a way to control the group and quickly, like, spiral out of control. Um, it was... Um, let's see here. It seemed a solid case against the woman. She was even recorded claiming that she would never be prosecuted for Marston's murder, as there would be no evidence found. She claimed to have stripped the, or she claimed to have stripped her nude before, before the killing to avoid any, or she stripped herself nude to avoid Mm -hmm. any blood contamination from the victim on her clothes. And, um... She's not stupid. She's not she's dumb. Fucking That's talking the thing. about it. Well, she's obviously lived in this life for quite a few years mm-hmm. at this point. She started like as a younger teen, and she's only like said, but still, that's still like a big learning time. Rule number one of murder: don't talk about it. <laughs> Rule number two of murder: don't talk about it. Rule number you three: to... you probably shouldn't do it. You. S- Rule number four: probably. Rule number four: Kristen still needs to watch Fight Club. <laughs> You know nothing about rules. Um, so let's see here. God damn. I'm just still tripping. The 17 year old has like this whole like crime ring. That's yeah, crazy. I I know. It's good just... for her. <laughs> she went places good in life. Good for her. Even if it was just prison, she went places. That's in life. right. I mean, all that control she had. Yeah, she's fucking controlling prison. I know. Jesus, she's a psychopath. Um, Murphy was a young, pretty teenager who had already proved her power of manipulation and taking over the local prostitution syndicate at such a young age. Unfortunately, prosecutors were all too quickly taken in by this trade, and Murphy turned state's evidence in exchange for immunity in the murders of Raposa and Levesque. Oh my god. So she was only charged for the murder of, um, the one. Dresden. Mm-hmm. I keep getting these names all Scrambled I know, it's hard. Marsden. Marsden. Marsden, okay. Sounds, um, like, sounds like a chocolate-covered marshmallow. 
Mars didn't enjoy one today. Um, let's see here. Carl Drew. Um, Carl Drew's the pimp. Yep, he got a life sentence. Um, oh, because he helped, <laughs> apparently. Um, she described in detail how Drew knelt on Marsden's beaten back, pulling her head back by her long hair, oh. and decapitated her with a hunting knife, Ooh. all the while admitting to no, admitting no real involvement herself. This is everything that um, that she said. That's terrible. Karen said, or Robin. God, she's an upstanding member of society. She really her. is. Um, so Carl Drew got a life sentence. While she pointed the finger at him. Um, <clears throat> her cooperation with the prosecution earned Robin Murphy the lesser sentence of second degree murder um, in the murders of Marsden. So she, I think she's still got, yeah, she's still got like a life sentence, but with the possibility of parole after 20 years. So she gets out on parole. Uh-huh. And she's found, she gets pulled over like in the shady part of town somewhere. How long is it? So that was, 70, that was from the 80s, so 20 years from, so 2000, early 2000s. Yeah, early 2000s. I think it was, oh, goodness. Uh, she was paroled in 2004. Okay. But she was arrested on a parole violation in 2011. Okay. Um, it was basically like a drug thing, like heroin. She oh, says sure. that the person that was with her had heroin in her purse and it wasn't, she had no idea and blah, oh, blah, 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 blah. sake. So the funny part is, is she's back in there. Her latest parole hearing was uh, March 12th, 2012, and she was denied. Good. I know. I don't know how she got out in the first place. Fuck that hope. <laughs> Seriously. Um, so yeah, she was never charged that I could find, at least from this, like, the three articles that I found. She was never charged with the murders of the other two. Just the one. Just Marsden. Oh, God. Because she was so willing to give up all so his information. So there really was a little satanic ring within Yeah. The, that's crazy. It is crazy. And it, it kind of makes sense because um, the satan, satanic ritual abuse has a lot to do with, like, sexual abuse. Mm -hmm. So to have this satanic cult in the midst of a prostitution ring, it just, like, all of a sudden, it just, it seems, like, really far-fetched at first, but then all of a sudden it's just, like, click. And it makes sense that it would be there, you know? That's so weird because you actually did find a case where it was admitted and I I couldn't really, I didn't hear that one. Um, I couldn't really find anything. Like I've, I have a lot of, lot of allegations that I've seen, but oh Yeah, this crazy. one at least had like some she sort of conviction. She fucking admitted it because if she didn't admit it, I wouldn't believe. I would believe it. I would believe that right? she's killing people, and I would believe that maybe she's even in charge. But um, the fact that it was to back a satanic cult, maybe not so much. Right, I wouldn't have believed that. Yeah, well, and the thing is with the satanic cult, I think a lot of them get away with it because there's so many of them. Like it's a cult. There's a ton of people, and it's really easy to. When you have that many people, it's really easy to sway investigations to however you want it to be. You know? Interesting. I, I don't know. It's just... But that was, like, the one. And the re that's the reason I like that one so much is because she's still in prison. She's still denied parole. Or, no, I think she was... I think she tried to put in again, like, in 2014 or something. And she was denied again. I... I I would have to find Give me some of shit over here. I, I know, it's because somebody just came in the front door. It's cool, dude. He's just like, no, I want to see. But it's um, this article here. Um, No, it must be that same one. 
She kind of looks like a man. I want to see her. Um. <laughs> what kind of ain't the word? Yeah, she's basically like. She was fucking running that cell block, she man. She was too, and you can tell by that haircut because it's got. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of it got says like that business. <laughs> Well, it's kind of got like the Italian meat butcher, but you're like in your in your fifties mm-hmm. or sixties type of hair, but you still have like all of your hair. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? That That's is, just well, she's very masculine. Very masculine. It's probably all the years in prison where you don't have like really great foods or anything like that. But it's still no, but like really mad. Like her jaw. Are you sure that's a fucking girl? I'm. There's boobs. Look at the boobs. Well, I know boys with boobs. They're called moobs. 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 <laughs> I don't know, man. You guys, you need to look at this picture because yeah. this bitch. Her name is Robin Murphy. There is an article on Herald News, H-E-R-A-L-D-N-E-W-S dot com. Um, the uh, article that I was reading from is actually from <laughs> bloody-mess.net because it's just all too perfect, apparently. But, yeah, if you can find something on Wikipedia about her, because I couldn't, then... Do you have an email yet? Yeah, we do, actually. It's allthingsstrangepodcast at gmail.com. Cool. Email us. Let us know. Email us. I want to hear all about your story. Okay. My story... So, I'm going to kind of apologize in advance, because every single thing I could find... First of all, I couldn't find too much on it. Um, and most of the stuff that I could find is actually very recent, like within the past like 10 years. Really? Yes. Um. Interesting. Yes. This, it's about a woman and she is making claims about the past. Okay. I've, I've read a couple of things like that. I don't think it's that one though. So please just like try to bear with me because I might go back and forth a little bit timeline, timeline wise. Mm. I really tried to get my thoughts in order, but this one was like. I know. That's why I just tried to stick it with one article here, and even then I was still kind of, like, jumbled up, because it's like, oh my god. I know, it was crazy. Okay, so I actually have um, a couple of documents here, and this one is about a lady named Cynthia Owen. She's from Ireland. Okay. And... Good potatoes. Good potatoes. When they have them. Down every fucking day. (laughs) Not during the famine. (laughs) No, but that's when that's what the potato famine was. That's all oh, they had. Right. To that's eat. all they had. Yeah. Okay, I got it mixed up. Then I didn't pay attention in history. But they class. survived just because a because potato potatoes. is uh, is very nutrient rich, mm-hmm. and most of it's in the skin. Yeah, exactly. So I always get like really mad when people take the skins off potatoes. I'm like, just leave them. <laughs> They're good for you. They're very good for you. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> okay, so Cynthia Owen, she's uh, from Ireland, and she was born into a really fucked up household there was like five or six kids um and her parents were like severe alcoholics and she went through some major shit and i'm not disputing that some of her other allegations are pretty out there i have a hard time with that i'm just like a natural born skeptic so you'll have to talk some of it out with me and let me know what you think okay okay so she came out in i want to say like the 90s or so, and then she was alleging that her parents would prostitute her and her siblings for alcohol and um, food and cigarettes and just basic things that they would want. Yeah. And that it was all part of a giant pedophile ring. 
Oh, good. All within this tiny little Irish town. Yeah. Tiny. Of course. Yes. So, <clears throat> she had a lot of, I don't know, she's, so, and then there was a lot of satanic ritual abuse orchestrated by her parents, and it involved at least nine to 12 other men. And um, she says her account, or her account is uh, supported by her psychologist. Okay. So, a psychologist is, you know, a good psychologist and can tell the difference between you know, what's too far-fetched or what actually really happened. I mean, you can only fake so well. There's, I know there's people out there who are, like, masterminds at lying, but... I don't know. See, I don't, I don't know unless her psychologist is in on it. Yeah, Trying to create true. notoriety for themselves because there's been some very clear-cut cases of so that. psychologist a man or a woman? I don't know. Because if it was a man, but I'm less likely to believe it because mm-hmm. they could have just been fucking around during the entire session all the sessions and just been like oh yeah i'll say anything yeah she like yeah so she came out in 1995 and um one of her allegations like one of the most fucked up allegations that she has is that she was the mother of a baby that was found stabbed to death and it's dune leog hair in 1970 yeah she said her pregnancy had been the result of a rape from when she was 11 oh my god um, and a coroner's report, and don't read too much into this, a coroner's report later, like way later, um, it said that she was the mother of that murdered baby. Really? Yes. So how am I not supposed to read too much into that? Okay. I'll tell you. Okay. Just a minute. Because. Um, but her, but basically what she said was, um, she was, it was a product of rape. And when the baby was born, her mother stabbed it to death with knitting ne- needles. Oh, damn. Yeah. And the baby was just fucking retarded because the baby was just like left on a street wrapped in newspaper, like for anybody to find. And there really was a case of a baby found in that time period of, a, of a baby that was stabbed with. Well, here's, a, here's the deal. The baby was born in a, or not born, but uh, buried in a mass grave with other people and, and infants and, so, Jesus. I don't know how they did the DNA. I, I, I don't know how they could. That's why I'm saying don't read too much into it. Because well, that's, like, really contaminated. That and is I just really don't contaminated. Know. The, the other thing, though, too, is uh, when you have a baby, you also have, like, a certain amount of, like, scarring mm-hmm. and things like that. So, if she maybe had talked she about it. She didn't come out until after she was already married in 1995. She's already married and had a son. Mm. Yeah, so her body already bears marks of childbirth at that point. Then how the fuck do they know? She's also saying that... Maybe they kept, like, a lock of its hair? Maybe. I don't know. But she is saying that there are some things that were found next to the body that were disposed of, like, the police didn't keep them. So she's saying that there was a conspiracy because it's a small town. Yeah, which wouldn't surprise me. If exactly. Was. So it wouldn't surprise me at the same time. It's like, she's, these things okay. are so fantastic. Well, and then here's the thing too, though, because she had the baby in the 70s. Yes. Right? 73. She was 11. So I'm sure that they would have had, like, had kept some sort of like, I mean, it's also a small town in Ireland too, so I'm probably completely wrong about this, but I'm sure they kept like some sort of like a record or something like with maybe fingerprints or um, just something mm-hmm. from the baby that maybe they had some sort of like DNA from it. I don't know. I know. It, it that one's kind of weird for me. I don't know 
more on it really um except for at one point i want to know more she wanted the baby i know right (laughs) she wanted the baby to be exhumed and they said no and she didn't contest that um but then some you know other stuff happened and then it ended up that the baby was exhumed and um yeah and so basically they're saying that her claims were true based on the balance the balance of probabilities is what it says. Well, I and mean, then, with the mass grave, too, are they, like, just throwing bodies on top of bodies, or are they just kind of laying them side by side? I have no idea. Because if they're doing bodies on top of bodies, there's obviously, like, some baby in there that's hers. Yeah. If they're laying it side by side, mm-hmm. then maybe there's... I don't know. Yeah, so I, how do they know I'm, it's I'm someone that was stabbed? Yeah, exactly. I'm not debating... I'm not disputing the fact that she had the baby. Yeah. I, I'm, I just don't know if that's... The baby. Yeah. Um, oh. I'm, sure, I'm sure they know some more than I will. But she also made another claim that she had a stillborn baby. And they buried it in the family garden. But police found absolutely no human remains after digging up the plot. Um, they dug up the entire garden of her old house. My God. Yeah. And her parents, as well as her older siblings, they deny all of the allegations of abuse. Of course. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so either she's completely telling the truth but the and everybody's younger, in on it, or she's batshit crazy. But the younger siblings substantiate that there are abuse. There was abuse in the home. Um, so she claimed that her brother Michael and sister Teresa were also abused, a charge that was denied by her older brother and father. One of the alleged abusers is Cynthia Owens' older brother, Peter Murphy Jr., while the father, Peter Murphy Sr., is also an alleged abuser. So they're saying father and son were both abusers. Okay. Um, one brother, Martin, he committed suicide in 1995 after revealing that he had been sodomized in his family home. Oh, no. Yeah. Fuck. I know. Jesus. This one's rough, man. It's like, when you're home, that's your safe place. This, this was not these kids' God. safe place. So that's what I'm saying, that like she had some terrible things happen. Yeah, she did. Um, she's Okay, so meanwhile, another brother, Michael, he disappeared in 2002, and his and the sister, Teresa, uh, committed suicide shortly after the, the discovery of his body in 2005. So he was missing for like... Three years. For three, two or three years, and... They found him, and then the other sister offed herself. Fucking killed herself, and she left a suicide note, 37 pages. <gasps> yeah. Do and we it, have that somewhere? It corroborated a lot of Cynthia's account, and I don't know. I didn't. I couldn't find it. It's oh, my right. God. A friend of uh, Teresa's testified at a trial stating that Teresa had spoken to him at length about her sexual abuse in childhood, and Teresa... Murphy committed suicide on February 24, 2005, as a result of childhood sexual abuse, and that this finding was supported by police evidence. Uh, Teresa was the child of her older sister, Margaret Murphy. Oh, my God. So, like, her mom was actually her sister, and I don't know who her dad was, because if it was a pedophile ring, it could be anybody, or it could be her own dad. Jesus Christ. I know. What a fucking fuck show. Dude, so bad. And this is a heavy one. This is heavy. Good job. <laughs> Great point. <laughs> going to it's hell like anyways. <laughs> yeah, it is like hand teaching. <laughs> God, that is absolutely, like, because mm-hmm. every time I think of, like, Ireland, it's like, you know, most of the movies that I've seen with Ireland, I've never actually fucking been there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you think of, like, this really old world place, like... I think I've maybe seen, like, 
Was it? Yeah, like um, that one movie with Amy Adams where it was in Ireland. What's that movie fucking called? Ugh. Anyways, that's like the only like present time Irish movie that I've seen or movie set in mm-hmm. Ireland. The rest of them has been like, you know, like way, way back in the day. So it's like every time I picture it, I picture it like just so archaic. And like old thatched roof, old thatched roof, exactly. Yeah, I gotcha. Uh, no cars, obviously. Everything's like, like <laughs> horse and carriage, and <laughs> that's how I picture it. So it's like I keep picturing. And I have to remind myself, like, no, these people are killing themselves, like in the in the early two thousands, and all this happened like between the seventies and now, basically. That is incredibly hard for me to grasp. Yeah, it's really hard. I mean, she has a lot of. Uh, people corroborating her story, but at the same time, she has a lot of people saying, no, no. no." Um, So she stated that she felt robbed of justice by her mother's natural and peaceful death. Like she, this woman has hate burning in her heart. I don't blame her. I Mm -hmm. would too. If any of that's true, I would. Oh my God. So Owen's father, Peter Murphy senior, Mm -hmm. And three of her sisters won the right to appeal the findings of the inquest from the high court. The family claimed that the coroner was biased towards Owen, shielded her when giving evidence, and was selective in the evidence pre- presented to the jury. Oh, that's fucked so up. So they're saying, yeah, there's a conspiracy, but it's with her. Yeah. Like, they want this to be true, you know? Yeah. The case of the murdered child was reported in 2008 and 2013 to be the subject of an ongoing investigation by the Gardo... Garda Siochana, and I don't know what that is, but they right. bring it up a lot. And she says that pe- members of the pedophile ring were part of this okay. Garda Siochana. So can you spell that? G A R D A. G A R D A. Next word is S I O C H A N A. Um, okay. So a petition calling for further investigation received 10,256 signatures and was submitted to the government authorities April 3rd, 2014. So this is all really recent yeah. shit. Peter Murphy Sr. has since died. So it is. And the way that they, because they have it like, you know, they try to do like the, this is how you say it after mm-hmm. the words. That second word is like in Russian and Korean at the same time. Huh. Like, but it means the guardian of the peace. It means the guardian of the peace. So these are basically like a police force in Ireland that are meant to help. So it's almost like citizens arrest type of stuff. I guess. Wait, hold on. Like citizen brigade. (laughs) Um, Commonly referred to as the guards is the police force of Ireland. The service is headed by the guard commissioner who is appointed by the Irish government. So this isn't citizens. This is the government, Mm -hmm. which. That's interesting. Yeah, the, the, it's basically their police force. So. So, Angarda. Mm-hmm. Angarda. Angard. Okay, so I have a little bit more information Go. for you. Okay, so I found another article. Hmm. And this article um, was from a man, and he was named to be in the pedophile ring. Okay. And this article, I couldn't. Uh... Can we make a movie about this and call it It Takes a Village? <laughs> oh my god oh that was good I'm very proud of that one I've been coming up with some really good ones lately and... so this gentleman his name is okay. Frank Mullen and he is a pillar of the community um, and he is like he's fucking astounded but of course he's going to be either pretending to be astounded or he is going to be astounded yeah. 
Um, and so this was, I don't think I mentioned the name of the town, but it's called Dalkey, D-A-L-K-E-Y. And he's lived there his entire life. Okay. And he's 78 at the time of this article. I think this article is only like a year or two old. Of course. Yeah. Right. But he's been investigated a number of times by the Garde. Um, and on eight occasions, a file has been sent to the DPP. Each time the DPP recommended no prosecution. So every time they're asking to look into this particular man, it's, they're like, they keep throwing it out. Throw it like, out. Throw it out. There's this not enough evidence or, mm-hmm. you know, like he could confess to it and it still wouldn't be enough. So, I mean, things. all sorts of things. Um, so senior counsel, it's been examined by a senior counsel on behalf of the justice minister, no further action was recommended by the barrister. The allegations have also been investigated by the HSE, which told Mr. Mullen that nothing had pr- been proven against him. Oh, my God. So, I mean, I don't know what all those things mean because I'm Merca, but <laughs> sounds pretty fucking official, right? So, basically, they build up a case against him, mm-hmm. but the prosecution throws it out. And... Basically. But here's the problem. This guy lives in a small, small town. Yeah. Small town in Ireland. Everybody gossips. Everybody knows each other. Yeah. He's become a pariah because of this woman's allegations. And if they're true, good. Fuck yeah. you. If, they're, if they're not, like... you're destroying a man's life. Yeah. Which okay. most people don't care about because it's all circumstantial. So, Mr. Mullen, he's one of the 12 local men, six of whom are now deceased. Of course. Accused by Cynthia Owen. Um, she used to be Murphy. As being part of a pedophile ring in the Dalkey. In the 1970s, Owen grew up locally in a family that was highly dysfunctional. Her parents were alcoholics and two of Cynthia's... Oh, there was eight siblings. Oh. Two of the eight siblings and a niece who was reared by them. So they took all their own lives in adult... Took took their own lives in adulthood. So two... They're talking about the two suicides. God, that's just so yeah. awful. So at the age of seven... At the age of 15 in 1977, Cynthia, she escaped her home and... She was sent to live with relatives in Wales, and she's basically lived in the UK since, so she hasn't really been back to Ireland. Um, and her. she's married with a son. Yeah. I don't blame her either. Is his name Duncan? Yes. Donuts. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yes, 1995 is when she made all the allegations of abuse and um, about the pregnancy and... <sighs> so terrible. And then she also, over the following years, she also alleged her parents hired her out to that pedophilic group. Pedo, pedophiling? Pedo, pedophile? Pedo? Wow. Yeah. Um, Pedo. Yeah, so she keeps saying that this Mr. Mullen guy, he's a member. And she said the arrangement sometimes happened through her father's role as a caretaker at the local hall where he came into contact with these men. Ugh. And Mr. Mullen, he served in, in Anna Garda Seal Carl. Or however you say it, that oh. thing we looked up he from nineteen fifty eight to nineteen eighty five. So he was a cop. He was just like he was straight up pillar of the community. Oh my god! But and he was but, it, but it's just that they're not cops. It's something that they do in their spare time. So it's like they're still technically cops if they're employed by the government to keep right. the peace. But but do you see what I'm saying? Because he worked in insurance. Like he was an insurance <laughs> salesman. So oh my god, do you think he sells um alien abduction insurance? Oh my god, we should. We should. Oh, yeah, I never called Geico. I was gonna call Geico. Oh, yeah, that's called Geico. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, after he left his the force, um, I don't know. They didn't say what branch of military he was in, but he worked insurance until he died. But yeah, he was part of this club. Jesus. Um. 
So he, what he said, this is a quote from him. He said, all of us whom she accused were well known within the community. So maybe that was why she used our names. That's the only reason we can think of, he says. Um, he said he knew of the Murphys and White's Villas, which was uh-huh. the neighborhood they lived in. Um, and he, because it was a small town. And Mr. Mullen was on duty the day that the baby was born. Uh, or not born, but discovered. Discovered. Yes. And so they found it in a laneway, and they went over, and other people were there, and the baby was lying wrapped up in newspapers. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. And so they called out the murder squad. Yep. <clears throat> so, and all this would only emerge 30 years later during a 2005 coroner's court hearing into the baby's death. Um, and I don't know why it wasn't looked into, or maybe it was just cold case, like they couldn't figure it out, you know? Maybe, and, it, you know, she goes through all these years of people not believing her, mm-hmm. so maybe they were like, eh, well, you're probably full of shit. And, well, a jury in that court, 30 years later, they declared unanimously that Cynthia Owen was the mother of the dead baby, posthumously named Nolene. So the baby has a name now. Oh, that's nice. That is good. I mean... Yeah. Ooh, Whoa. I don't know if you heard that, listener, but we're getting a storm. No, that might that might just be somebody taking their garbage cans out. No, Ooh. that's not. Cool. All right, let's wrap this up. Okay, let's get this going. <laughs> okay, so, um, oh, sorry, I'm just hey, looking, looking, looking. You're fine. Sorry, guys. Mine was a I mess, I feel so much too. pressure. I know. I, like, researched it, like, two hours before we started this podcast. Okay, among the allegations against Murphy is that... That the HSC told him it was investigating that one of Cynthia Owen had been brought to Dalkey Island on two or three times where she was abused in a satanic way. What? And that there were goats involved in her ritual. <laughs> well, that's surprising. I thought that was a fun little tidbit. Actually, um, they do. They use goats a lot in the satanic yeah. ritual. Cynthia Murphy did write a book, so if anybody's interested out there, uh, it's called Living with Evil. Oh, of course. I yeah. would like to read that, actually. Uh, it'd you be know? interesting. I it would be. It, w- it would be an interesting read. I'm I'll not just read saying, the footnotes. I, I'm just, I'm not going to be like, you know, one way or another. I just, I think it would be an interesting take. Yeah, that was um... Another um, thing that she is accusing Mr. Murphy of. Yeah. Or Mr. Mullen, excuse Mullen. me. Is that, okay, so in 1973 or thereabouts, there was a family that burned to death. Wow. <sighs> In, on Dalkey. And what she's saying is that members of this pedophile ring went in and murdered a few of the family with pickaxes and then Ooh. burned the house down. Shit. With them in it. Shit. Yeah. So it's like things are getting more and more and more fantastic. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, I don't know. And there was like, it says 13 of them were burned to death in that. 13 people. 13 people. Yeah. So I, oh, now it seems like it, it's kind of like the thing I was talking to you about earlier, like with mm-hmm. the whole lying thing. It's, it's almost like she's getting more and more attention and it's getting it, more and more. It, so she's getting a lot braver with her mm-hmm. lies and a great liar yeah. won't ever change their story. A good liar, which 95% of, you know, liars but are, here's the scary. They, they, a good liar will change their story every now and then. So great cool. liars, the real like psychopath ones. Won't ever change their stories. Yeah, because they're good at them. Because she... They stick to it. Well, the Irish Examiner understands that the allegation originated... So the Irish Examiner is where I got this Uh article. Um, Allegation originated with the surviving member of the Howard family, the ones that burned to death. And they said, but that person died. 
So I don't know. So it's like he accused of that's what he said, Maybe. but then he died. So I don't know what the whole circumstances are there. So that's another thing that makes it that's really, really weird. weird. Yeah. And what's really sad, if it's not true, is that Mr. Mullen, he, his long tenure with Dalkey United came to an end. He had been one of the founder members of the club more than 50 years ago. So it's a football club. Mm-hmm. And among the players he mentioned and remained friends with was Irish football legend Paul McGrath. Oh. And he was asked to leave the club as a result of the controversy that sort of oh, scrolled no. around the allegations made against him. I mean, so if, if this man, publicity. <laughs> if I know, if this man didn't do it, I mean, he his was. Whole life was close. His whole life on paper. That one was really close. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's scared me. I'm sorry. sorry. Oh my god. Okay. Well, I'm almost done, Ness. No, you're fine. Um, so just like one or two more points. So where was I? I don't know what your dog's freaking out. Oh yeah. Oh my god, but Wiley's not cool. Um, so yeah, so they they kicked him out of his football club, which he was a founding member. On paper, this that guy fucking this terrible. guy served in the military, he worked insurance, he was part of a citizens policing thing which is really cool he helped yeah he helped found this whole club so on paper he looks like stellar he's like a very Mm -hmm. upstanding person and this poor woman you should read some of the things like his wife is like she's just mortified she doesn't want to leave her garden gate because she's so mortified by everything really Mm -hmm. so i don't know Uh, i I really i don't know what to think because Last half of, of me wants to believe her, and the yeah. other half of me is like, no, she's totally full of shit and just ruining everybody's lives. It's it's really... Because it's, it's so fantastic. It. it is. So, one thing that Cynthia did that I really do not agree with because things are still in court, and I don't know, but she's really believed what she's saying, but, you know, she uploaded further allegations on a Facebook page, and that's where she Ugh. identified people with by name no before that do that before that was kind of obscured but everybody in the town knew who they were talking about so that they were still like having trouble with that you know but nobody else in in ireland knew who they were talking about because it was all anonymous but then she went on facebook and just fucking blew that shit up that's the problem with social media especially when you're like in an ongoing trial or you know there's new things always constantly coming to light you can't she kept it up for a week for she, a week, uh-huh, and then she turned, and then she took it down. They didn't like force her to take that down because that's really fucked up. I don't up. know why she was taken down, but it was up there for a whole week. Oh, girl. Yeah, and so he, a part okay, of, that that alone. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but that alone makes me think that she's lying her ass off. Well, he does have. Well, he has some issues because he said that there's some details that can easily be checked out, and it's like, like he's like, this doesn't make sense, like. Um, one witness identified him visiting the Murphy home in uniform when Cynthia Owen was a child. Yet his employment record shows that he was out of uniform from 1964 to 65, uh, when she was only age three. Yeah. So that doesn't, so that doesn't collaborate. Um, another allegation was that Cynthia Owen had been taken to a named house where she says she was abused by members of this ring. Yet the man she named is occupying the house only took up residence in 1984. And that was, she had long been gone since then. Excuse you. Yeah. And one of the things he says was, we're five generations in Dalkey and I couldn't leave a legacy like that behind me. I had to clear my name before I did. Yeah. No, I think she's full of shit. I think she's a big fat bone. Well, the Irish guardian or whatever this is Uh wrote her and she wrote this lengthy email. Of course she did. And she basically. Because she wants all that attention. Yeah. She said something Mm. back. 
um, to everything. But basically it was like, well, I was abused and I, you can't expect me to remember everything specifically. But she's being really specific with her accusations. Yeah. And so when they go back and fact check, it's like, no, that's... But to be fair, if you're a child, yes, you know, your timeline could get messed up. Yeah. So <clears throat> I'm not sure, but... Ugh, no, be, it, I know. I don't oh. know how I feel about this woman. I just, I just don't. I mean, I feel like I'm kind of an asshole because I'm assuming she's lying. That's, I, I mean, I kind of feel the same way, but just with everything, like, it's just, it's getting more and more fantastic. I do not disagree with the fact that she, something terrible, terrible things happened to her. I do not disagree with the fact that she had a baby. Probably by her dad or some yeah. one of her dad's friends or maybe even her brother. I don't disagree that she wasn't raped and horrible, hor horrible things. But I feel like it may have fucked with her mind a little bit. It, it may have. And I mean, I went through like probably about four or five years worth of sexual abuse mm -hmm. and growing up. And I can definitely see how, and this was like, you know, between like, 11 years old on a little bit and I can definitely see you know at that time you're very impressionable things are very like still really confusing you're getting ready to go through puberty it's rough and it plays it plays a lot of tricks on your mind and I went through all of those mind tricks throughout the years I can definitely see how easy it is to turn to the lifestyle of um, accusations and blowing things up and getting that attention because at that point when it's happened for so long you're just used to any kind of attention you want any kind of attention I, on the other hand, I think made the choice to be a better person. Do I think I think the psychologist does too. I think the psychologist saw saw that as some sort of like PR case, and was like, I could probably end up making a whole lot of money off of this one way or another. You mm -hmm. know, she's obviously a really great liar. I don't know. I mean, I'm really I'm really torn with this one because I do think mm -hmm. this shit happened, but man, it's so you gotta be really careful when you're. Accusing people of things. You do. You want to. If they did it, do. fuck it. They need to be held responsible. Absolutely. But if they didn't do it, you're ruining them for yeah. nothing. Yeah. For your own ego. I think that in a way, um, I think it's. I just don't know, Brittany. I don't. I don't so, know either. It's that's really a rough. One. Holy shit, though. Yeah. That was a good one, though. Like it was rough, but it was fucking. It's, I feel good. like there is no conclusion to that one. There isn't because it's not over yet. Nope. It's not. We still it never don't know will whether be over, no, and no, it'll no. be interesting to see what else she comes up with in the next couple of years. Well, we'll come back to it in a couple of years if she comes out with anything new. Mm -hmm. Like I was thinking about doing this thing on the podcast where um, we start, like you know, we each have our own story on a certain on a certain subject, but then like at the end of it, we like talk about like just like one weird article from the week, mm -hmm. and I think that. Maybe it'll show up. I don't know. What did, you, what did you think of that, by the way? That'd be cool. Yeah, just like one weird article from the week. It's like usually the weird articles are nice and short. Okay, yeah, we'll so. take turns so that there's only one weird article. Yeah. Okay, cool. We'll so at the beginning of the podcast. That's just an idea. I think that sounds good. So, so. next week. Next week? Yeah. This one should be a lot better, a lot more fun. Hell yeah. Hopefully. It's be way more fun. We're going to talk about prolific con men. Yes. Con men, I just, I, I love the idea of con men because it, once again, comes down to the liars. Like, yeah. the people, like, the dudes who have, like, two wives and don't know about each other and because they go on business trips. I've got some good ideas already of people. Um, I just, I think that confidence men are just very, very interesting because yeah. I could never do it. Ever. I could never do it. I'm too fucking honest. Hell nah. 
Oh my god, now it's like pouring down rain. Okay, Brittany, let's go outside and look at the rain. I need to go to the store real quick. No, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Alright, okay, you guys. guys. Um, next week, con men, all that stuff. Don't forget to tell your friends about us. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, oh, and I know I really goofed up because I didn't upload the second episode to YouTube, but that is going to be uploaded about the same time this episode is uploaded, too, so you'll mm-hmm. have it at that point. But I just want to apologize. That Please was my comment. mistake. Let us know. Be part of our Facebook group. Yeah, we've got we've got the Facebook page at All Things Strange Podcast, and then we have... Um, uh, we have a Twitter account. We have an Instagram account. You can find us on SoundCloud, um, iTunes, all of that. Comment. Interact with us. We love to interact with you guys. And Great I'm going to subscribe, link- guys. Yes, Great seriously. That really would help us out. And I'm going to make sure that in the um, in the descriptions from now on, I'm going to have links to all of our social media. So that way, if you guys want to follow along, you can do that with ease. Cool. It's important. Social media is important. How else are we going to talk to you guys? Yep, that's why Brittany does it. Hell yeah. <laughs> You're too busy to do it anyway. Oh my God, it's ridiculous. And then we have our email address to allthingsstrangepodcast at gmail.com. Absolutely. All right. All right. Well, we will be hearing from you guys. Hopefully yeah. really soon. Yeah. Just, even if you just want to say hi. Hi. <laughs> we'll take a hi. I know some of you have our personal phone numbers. Mm-hmm. That That's okay, too. That, that's perfectly fine. Not all of you get our personal phone numbers. That's not how this works. Oh, I just saw another one. Brittany. I'm sorry. Focus. I can't. I love lightning all so right, much. All right, guys. We're okay. going to go so Brittany can go play in there. We'll talk at you next week. Next week. Hey everyone, it's Brittany here. I just wanted to say thank you for listening to another episode of the All Things Strange podcast. I just wanted to let you know that we are all across social media doing everything that we can to get the word out. We do have our email um, all set up, so if you want to set in suggestions or if we're not on a platform that you want to listen to us on, I can do my best to get us on there. So the email is allthingsstrangepodcast at gmail.com. We are also All Things Strange Podcast on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube, on SoundCloud, on iTunes. On Twitter, we are All Strange Pod um, because apparently All Things Strange Podcast was way too many letters for that specific platform. I mean, you only get so many. Um, But please go follow us on all those social medias. I'm going to try to be a lot more active on them because I want to hear from you guys and I want you to like see what we're doing all the time and everything like that. Make sure to share the posts with your friends, like, subscribe, rate, comment, be a part of our little family here because we want to grow. We want things to be amazing for you guys. We really do appreciate you Um, with our like four listeners out there. I know we don't have very many, but it's cool. You're one of us. You're, you know, you're here with us at the beginning. We love you. We appreciate it. Thank you so, so much. And we'll talk to you later.